0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAO Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Houston, a GAO Media station. I mean, there it is, the uppercut, I said before, the uppercut is the money shot for somebody trying to shoot. And when you d- deliver as much power as Denny Lewis, I mean Curtis is still unconscious right now.
1: For Houston, the people in Texas, before you go back. I'm understanding the reason why it was so cold in Houston, because my hot balls was in there the whole week, Yeah, know, it was freezing, so I'm coming back tomorrow, so The news there says it's supposed to be 70 degrees tomorrow, so we're looking up. (laughs) Thanks, Derek. Yes. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and that
2: uh, was a pretty cool knockout for a lot of reasons. And things are getting back to normal. Let's do this.
0: It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz
2: is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, The Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, The Voldemort. Do you want to get in today? 713-780-ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. Or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. Now Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Monday. Hope everybody had a semi-normal weekend. Hope everybody's got their power and water back. We'll have some fun today. And it's funny with the the Derek Lewis knockout. I saw, I saw Aaron tweet out that he did the same thing I played ponies pretty much all day Saturday. And I had, like, one of the accounts, I had, like, 500 left in it. And I was about to go out with some friends and get drunk. So, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a couple bets here. So, I bet the late hockey over, which the numbers told me was right on the numbers. So, stay away from it. But I did it anyway. And then I dropped 250 on Derek Lewis at plus 280.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I had Derek at plus 400 by knockout. Uh, and... I had I lost on Saturday seven hundred and eighty dollars betting basketball, mm. and then I bet two hundred dollars on Derek and by knockout, go. and I made that back. But I did lose a hundred bucks on one of the fights before Derek with Alexei Olenek, who almost died in the cage <laughs> because Herb Dean didn't want to stop a fight. Uh, so I did. I did. Even though I hit big with Derek, I did not have an up Saturday. It was just. It was only down, like, you know, 80 bucks instead of, you yeah, know... What well, could
2: have been a lot. What well,
3: could have been a really bad day. <laughs> so, like, Derek like, saved the day again. Like,
2: plus 280 on a guy who knocks people out? I mean, I'll take that all the day. The number...
3: The money started to come in on Derek late.
2: Yeah, I think it was probably uh, higher than that. I think I probably got a bad number, but...
3: He... he at the open, he was, like, plus plus or a plus 250 or something like that, and... The highest it got, just the straight number. Now I bet a prop, which right. you know, uh, it, but that was plus four hundred, uh, and I had to put that on two separate books because they would let me do hundred right. bucks on the stupid prop, which right. was, um, and, but the 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 highest I saw the you know the straight up number was plus three fifty, and then I think when the fight went off, it was like plus three hundred. So it, it was money came in on him late and a lot of people are probably just betting on it because they and i i tweeted it out I, I was tweeting it this week i was like i said please let's continue let's all continue to pray pray that Derek lewis knocks curtis blades head off <laughs> and i tweeted something similar last week when Derek, when uh curtis did the like basically gave the interview and said why would i why would i stand with him i'm just i i don't care if people like it i'm just gonna wrestle him and that's gonna be that and I said, "Well, I hope that he wrestles him for 24 minutes, and in that last minute, he gets his head knocked off." So, <laughs> I was a happy man. Uh, it was, it was a. I mean, that's that's what you. I mean, Derek knew, and my wife was like, God, "He's he's kind of getting beat up in the first round. He did get beat up." And I said, "Derek is not worried about points. He's not. There's. I think Derek realized there was zero chance that he was going to win that fight by decision. Right." So he said, I'm just going to wait until you slip, and I'm going to throw one big shot, and it connected. And, <laughs> and he out. two more big shots yeah. after the bell. So, uh, yeah, it was a it, it, a happy ending to the night, I would say. <laughs>
1: it's crazy that you got it even higher than what his win, because I, I looked at the – when I was making the bet, I was like, okay, he's plus 280, and I went to look, and having him at knockout was only plus 275, and I was like, well – What? yeah. I don't know why. I'm guessing enough well, money that's... came in on my bookie that <laughs>
2: yeah. who, the hell who was
1: by play, knockout was who would play a prop for, right? Like
2: there's no reason yeah. to.
1: So I was like, I'll just take him at 280. Like if he's gonna win this thing, it's gonna be by knockout anyways. And I punched it and it came through. And I was like, why in the hell? Because I had to look at it a couple of times. I was like they really are taking less. You're they're giving less juice on him by knockout. I've never like, heard of such.
2: A yeah, thing. me either. I I didn't. Well, to be honest, I didn't look past the plus 280. Once I saw that, yeah. I'm like, uh. Uh-uh. I'm just hammering this. Well,
3: and also I I made these bets Thursday. I mean, yeah. so much earlier in the I week. I
2: made mine Saturday afternoon. After <laughs> I made mine, I most, think at like eight. I feel like
3: most people make their MMA bets like fifteen minutes before the fight. You're like, oh man, it's got, it's about to happen. Let me get on my phone and boop. Here's some yeah. Just yeah, th- throw this, that down.
2: This was just, you know what? I'm a little drunk. I want some action tonight. Here we go. And then. <laughs> Went out and uh went out with some friends to celebrate the fact that we got water back on uh at six o'clock on Saturday. And uh tried to feel normal and then it was really cool to wake up Sunday morning and I had I watched the fight and it's like, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's just beautiful. That's I didn't great. check the account or anything, and then I went and checked my hockey bet and it hit two. So it was it was a really good uh a good dumb night of betting because i i was treading water all day on the ponies i'd get up a couple you know same thing i always get up a couple hundred get down a couple hundred sooner or later you hit a big one never really hit a big one and i'm like you know what screw this i know i'm getting some money in this account next week so uh just go ahead and clean it out yeah and now it's not cleaned out it's always (laughs) nice it's a good feeling isn't it yeah it is it is especially uh you know and and I tend to bet on the guys that we have on the show all the time, anyway. Especially when they're plus numbers, and, and usually not that much. Usually it's twenty five or yeah. fifty. But in this case, you know, alcohol was involved.
3: Well, a couple of people had asked me, like, "Is is Derek a live dog?" And I, I tell her, like, I said, there's one time that Derek's fought in the UFC that I didn't think he would win. Was that Cormier? That was Daniel Cormier. Yeah. I didn't think he would beat Daniel Cormier. Literally every other person he's fought, I expected him to win because I, ex- I always call it the magic trick. I expect him to pull the magic trick, which is. Yeah probably get beat up for a little while and then land a shot that just makes everyone's head spin around. And that's that. And
2: sooner or later, the other guy starts getting confident because he's landing some punches and he's going to stand there with him and Derek's going to knock him out. Well, he,
3: Derek does that thing where he'll cover up and you think he's hurt. And then guys start to let go a little bit. They're feeling good, feeling good. And then he uncorks one. Um, He tried that against blades and it didn't work. And a couple of times in his career, it, he's covered up like that and he actually got hurt while he was shelled up and then he's lost. I mean, the guy's not invincible, but he is able to just change everything with one punch, which most heavyweights can, but it's a different level. It really, and well, when like,
2: he lands, he lands a shot on you. It's over. Like I mean,
3: the, the Volkov fight is Alexander Volkov. Probably a better fighter than Derek. Like, yeah, he's probably more skilled like he's he's really technical he's you know he's a, he's a sharp puncher he's he's very good and he beat up Derek for almost an entire fight almost 14 and a half minutes and then Derek spun his head around and that's it changes everything it it, it so when you handicap his fights you always have to consider well that could happen well, you know, like I said the only guy I didn't think it could happen to was Cormier because I knew Cormier would just go in and grab him and there wouldn't be any and I knew Derek was on he was on short turnaround in that fight. Right. It was just a bad situation for Derek, but it's not like it was he he was also being offered a title fight and exactly. he wasn't gonna pass it up. Exactly. So. And you
2: know, how how cool is it that he's tied a record now for knockouts? I mean that's yeah. that's pretty badass to you know, that's anytime you do something like that and have it on your resume, that's pretty cool. So yeah, that was a that was a highlight of my weekend.
3: And now you're getting <laughs> to the, the point where who do you match him up with? Because it, the guys that are at the top of that division, like n- the next fight's going to be uh, Steve A. and Ngannou. Well, Derek's already beat Francis Ngannou. And now he just beat Curtis Blades. So if, I mean, if it, John Jones is coming into the mix and probably going to fight the winner of this, but I, I don't know what's next for Derek. I mean, he's got to be getting back close to a title shot again.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see him give him one, not just because... It'd be cool, but he did take that Cormier fight under difficult circumstances for him, and that was his one title fight. I'd like to see him get another shot Same. at it. All right, we'll take a quick break, get some calls, we we'll get into all kinds of stuff, and yes, there'll be some Texans talk today. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5 92.5. Hey!
0: Is the Blitz. Oh, that sounds great. On ESPN 97.5. All right, got to tell you guys about
3: Allstate. Allstate windows and siding, and when I was sitting in my house and it was cold outside and the electricity was off, I looked at my wife and said, well, good thing we got these new windows because inside our house, it, it took, I, I won't say it didn't get cold because it did, but it took a lot longer to get cold because we had energy efficient windows and the, the, the heat wasn't escaping out of these windows. Uh, that's just one of the many upsides to new windows from Allstate. Uh, m- my wife loves the way they look. I love the way they look uh, just from the, from the curb and inside the house. And she got to customize them. She got to pick how big of the how big she wanted the glass panes and, and if she wanted sliders on the bottom or they wanted wanted to go with a traditional uh, up and down sliding. I mean, it was just down to every detail she was able to pick how she wanted these windows to look and on top of it we got 25% off everything and now we're saving 40% on our electric bills how about that they've got all kinds of discounts first responder military uh cash discounts 832-204-1936 or check them out online allstatesidingandwindows.com
0: Listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman,
2: and we're back on the Blitz. And I had to switch microphone covers because I buy these things ten at a time. The dog is eating seven of them now, and I, I, yeah. When I'm I'm at home, I sit in my chair and I have the my backpack. I have it in the backpack. I take my computer out and I work. And this little idiot has figured out how to unzip the backpack. And the only thing she takes oh, out is the mic cover. Hell no. Only thing she takes out is the mic cover. And so I've gotten where I put it on top of the uh, refrigerator now. Well, guess who can jump up there and pull it down? So God forbid I'm outside on the phone, which is what happened today. And I walk in and she's gotten the thing down. She's unzipped it and she's eaten the mic cover. Not eating it, just torn it <laughs> up. And i like, Okay. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of them just for her to play with. So she'll leave me alone. But, um, anyway, Hey, um, some, some sad news today. I, uh, I just wanted to pass on condolences to, uh, Carol and her family at China garden. Uh, her mom passed away from the COVID, uh, Marion. And if, if anybody's ever gone to China garden, you know, mama, she would always come in and, and talks to everybody. She's just the sweetest woman. Uh, God, I've known her since 90, I think. And, uh, very, very sad. So, uh, uh, condolences to the whole family over my, there.
3: My, uh, my dad's best friend, like his lifelong best friend died from the COVID yeah, man. on it's, Friday, I think. Yeah. Terrible.
2: So it's, uh, and it's funny because I was talking to my brother today because I really want to go visit my grandmother and she's 97 and she's not even sure she wants to get the, cause she's eligible to get the vaccine, but she's like, look, I'm 97 <laughs> years old. I've had a great life. Give it to somebody who needs it. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I want to be able to come visit you a little bit. But uh, it, it sucked to get that news because, uh, you know, they are great people over there. And, and if anybody had, uh, who's ever been in there, you've seen her. And, you know, it's just, it, it just really sad. And it's, this, it, it's easy to forget that the whole thing is still out there because we just had to deal with all kinds of other crap. You know, I kind of feel, you know, all these people that say we're in assimilation, there's times when I think, you know what, they might be right. And there's some little kid up there on the computer going, hey, let's throw this at him. Hey, let's uh let's throw a winter storm and take away all their power and yes. food and water and see how they react. And yeah, it's just it's just crazy right now, man. All right, uh, Joe wants to talk about the fight. Let's get Joe in. What's up, Joe? Hey, sports, fellas. sports. sports. Hey, uh, the Derrick Lewis fight that was a cool fight. You know, it
3: was cool that he knocked him out here from Houston and everything. But I want to know, did you guys? And this might have been an even bigger underdog than the, the Derek Lewis fight. Did you guys see Miguel Burriel get knocked out by the Valdez cat? Yeah, and I I think it was about the same uh the, the same line. I'm glad I didn't bet it because I would have lost that one because I I kept saying, I mean Valdez, and and I still believe this. Valdez fights like he's in prison, like he's he's a brawler. And I was like, oh, just, the other guy's just too technical. It's, it, he, there's no chance. And sure enough, he caught him. And boy, was it fun to watch! It was a, it was, it was two really uh, Sports Center top ten worthy yeah. knockouts in one night. So yeah, I, I got, and it was perfect timing too. The, I think I don't know if the boxing has been doing this on purpose or not, but they've been starting their fights basically right after the main event ends for the UFC when they have them on the same night. Yeah. So it worked out perfectly for me. But, yeah, it was a that was another violent, violent knockout.
2: That's actually very smart because people are kind of fired up after watching the UFC. They might switch over and watch it. Yeah. So 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. And um, I, we just tweeted something out about the uh, special Kobo's has going on tomorrow. Like a lot of people, they got really hit hard with this stuff. So if you want some great food, please go check them out. Uh, just go check either AJ's Twitter or my Twitter and uh, see the special they got going. And it will be good. That's a Fred Fowler guarantee. So 713-780-3776. So I, uh, I don't know how much I want to get into this today, but the... Texans continue to insist that Deshaun Watson is not available. They're not even listening, which I think is a good strategy right now. Just let everybody run the price up. Yeah. And and, and kind of create some competition. But like Peter King went through and did a bunch of potential trades and Peter King has become kind of irrelevant. I mean, it, it, basically everything that's on there we've discussed at length. Almost in in exact detail. So it's. I don't know if he's tooling around listening to the show and saying, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But apparently that was a big story today because Peter King did it. Yeah, Yeah, I don't either. But I, uh, (laughs) just so you know, Houston traffic is back. I blame the riches. It was back today, and idiot drivers are back. I noticed that coming in, and I'm like, oh, boy, you know, that that was one of the positives to the COVID. I mean, I like to look for positives. The fact that a lot of the bad drivers stayed home, that was good. Yeah, but they're back. So, um, and so we back to the Texans. So he's saying that you see Chewy's basically his uh, band, Jack Easterby. They no, got like little it, signs. Was uh, it Chewy's who did uh, that? Yeah, I saw I, a restaurant yeah, that done
3: it, but they didn't have their name. I'm the pretty restaurant. sure
2: it was Chewy's. Yeah. Because they just did a Houston restaurant, I'm like, dude, give him some love for that. Yeah. So, um, good guy shouldn't be allowed to eat <laughs>
3: ever again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He he should start. You know, why couldn't he have gone off to Cancun during the storm and just stayed there and maybe not been able to get back in the country? Because I could just see, I could see the the uh, customs going. Oh no, no, you you're trying to bring fish back into the country. We yeah. can't have it. Beat it. There's a red fish and a blue fish. Or is there two blue fish? I don't know, but you're not allowed back in. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> God, and I don't know if this is true, but we had, there was a video on Sports Map. I noticed that they're speculating. There's a real chance that dude becomes president of the club. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, if, honestly, if you're selling sweets, good. if you're selling sweets and stuff and getting your ass out of football, great. But do you think that people are going to buy from him? Do you think people are going to respond well to him being in charge of those things? I, I, I maybe internally no, but the guy has a spell on certain people. It's crazy, and
1: yeah, maybe he's able
2: to get more money out of them. I, I don't know. Well,
1: Josh and Jerry pointed out yesterday on Moneyline that if they do this and sales go down, he's already got his built-in excuse being COVID. Right. The second thing start, oh well, it's just it's not my fault. It's just COVID. Well, not my problem. And
2: we had to let go of JJ Watt, and yeah. we traded to Sean Watson. So yeah, that's. You no, know, but hey, it's okay. Overweight pass fan says Jack's probably a nice guy who gets a bad rap. I I think some of the stuff about him is unfair, but this is the age we live in, right? When when the sharks start biting, I mean they're gonna tear you apart. They're yeah. not they're not gonna leave a leg. You know, this is this is not like your cute Galveston sharks that'll bite you and leave you a leg. I mean, these guys are gonna rip you apart. And so now everything he does is in the spotlight. And I, I I don't think it's nearly as bad as it's being portrayed, but I think there's enough bad stuff that everybody jumps on that. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the world we live in. What are the odds a Mariner CEO is going to get it worse than Easterby after this gaffe? I wanted to talk about that next segment. I want to get into that a little bit because, um, and, and if you didn't see the story, he basically was, doing one of these deals with like a rotary club where he was doing a speech and somebody recorded it and he was far too candid. He resigned about an hour and a half ago. Did he? Yes. Ugh. Well, interesting. I'm not surprised. Yeah.
3: It, 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 well, we'll get, We'll. I, I think we yeah. can talk about it a little more on the other. Yeah. Side I want to, I want
2: to dive into it a little bit because, um, you know, the, the guy was being honest. And sometimes I I think we need to be more consistent in do we want coach speak or do we want honesty? And honesty is what you're going to get from New Breaks. I can tell you that. And if you need to get your brakes fixed, guys, you're hearing that squeaking, then New Breaks is a place to go. NewBreaks.com, and they do a fantastic job. And the best part is they come to you. So they'll come to your house. Uh, if you're at work, they'll come fix it while you're at work. If you need to send them to your parents' house to get their brakes fixed, they'll do that. They come to you. There's no reason to go sit in a shop or a dealer right now. Have them come to you and get quality work done, save 20 to 50% off of what you would pay if you go to a shop or a dealer, and you get great work from great people. Jake and the gang over there uh, do a fantastic job. Uh, all of their technicians are terrific, and you're going to get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. If you just go to NewBreaks.com, dot com. make sure you mention the ESPN. You're going to get 10% off your service. They're going to get right back to you. They're going to get you a, a transparent, surpri- surprise-free repair quote, and you're going to know exactly what you're going to pay. So do it right now, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off, NewBreaks.com. I,
0: I know she with me, but I don't got off plane This is ESPN 97.5. is the blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fower and AJ Hoffman tell
2: us
1: about uh, Julio Rodriguez
2: Uh Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined he is uh he is loud he is uh his English is not tremendous Como se dice huh in Spanish Yeah <laughs> Um, that was your former mariner CEO i okay, so two things on this and, and i've I've done some of these type of speeches before, and you know it, it is kind of an intimate setting, and you do feel like you uh can talk about more things than than you could in a press conference uh but in this day and age, you better assume somebody's got a camera on you, right so um from that perspective. It was kind of dumb. On the other hand, though, I mean, he was just kind of being straight with these guys about how, you know, because we talk about this all the time. It's like, well, keep him in the minors until, you know, don't start his clock yet. And he was kind of being honest about stuff. And I think some of the backlash is a little much. And I don't know if he should have been fired, but.
3: Well, I think even more than like the manipulate, I don't want to say manipulating because everybody like. These guys have it. They have the option to keep guys down for whatever reason, whether it be that's
2: that's collectively bargained.
3: Yeah, that's part of the game. I think like complaining about having to pay the Japanese guys translator 75K a year is Eh, that
2: might be a bit much. Not a great look. No, you know,
3: complain like even mentioning that that one of your top prospects uh, doesn't have great English. Like, why even say that?
2: Yeah, those are those are just those are the kind of things that are just dumb.
3: Like you say you you don't want coach speak, but no one said, "Hey, how's uh how's the English on this kid?" He just Yeah, he offered volunteered it. it. Yeah, but
2: but I mean most of the backlash he got was for him saying that, "Oh, well, we're going to keep them down in the minors for service time."
3: I that's that's not. Uh, that and, doesn't bother me that much. No, that that part Every, every team does that. Besides that, like the Yankees and the Dodgers, every every team with a brain in their head does that.
2: And yeah, you know, I, I and that's why we don't have Springer now. Well, I mean, that's that's part of it. The Astros couldn't afford to pay him either. But I, I think it's really, it, it's I, w- there's a definite fine line between going to these things and just being a robot and spouting all this because I hate that. Like, I, could you imagine Cal McNair at one of those? Oof. We <laughs> yes. are trying to win a super ball ball bowl bowl super bowl yeah i mean that that but the fact that he's being honest about stuff i'm okay with there's some things where he probably should have just kept his mouth shut though i mean that's it's you, you can't there there's certain lines you probably shouldn't cross and talking about a guy's language and having to pay the translator but i mean you're also trying to explain why you don't have uh why you don't have money yeah i mean why you don't have money to spend i mean those are You know, I kind of appreciate the transparency.
1: I mean, the fact that somebody ran to the internet and posted it for the public when it was supposed to be a small private meeting, it means that none of these guys who are in the top brass for any team are ever going to open their mouth honestly again. They're going to stick to cue cards and just keep their damn mouth shut. So you're never going to hear an honest opinion from them. Well, maybe that's the best thing. Like, who who cares
3: about
2: this guy anyway?
3: Like, I I don't understand why you'd even interview this guy.
2: Well, I mean... Guys, running your organization, you're there in town. I mean, the Mariners are kind of a big deal. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I, 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 he was doing like the job that
3: I guess Reed Ryan was doing here. Yeah, so if Reed, and Ru- if if Reed, Reed Ryan, Ryan,
2: if Reed Ryan were sitting in front of a group like that, you would listen. I guess so. I mean, that's that that would be a, that's a good equivalency. I, I guess I'm just saying, like Reed Ryan would never do something that dumb. <laughs> like, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say. I don't think he would say anything like about the the guy's language. That's what I'm saying. But I, I mean, I, I could see him talking candidly about some things and, and it would be a lot more useful than if he just went in there and because Reed's always been pretty candid about. He
3: stuff. has been, but, that, but like I said, I, I, to me, the part that he was candid about as far as service time and things like that, that doesn't bother me. The Mariners are not a,
2: yeah, but, and that's, to me, that's odd that that's what got the most reaction. Yes,
3: the Mariners aren't a high budget organization. Uh, this, this is nothing new. It's just, I guess, people don't like to hear it said out loud. Uh, they just like to think, oh, they, they want people to lie to him and say, well, we're not bringing him up because we just don't think he's quite ready yet. Like, Are we really that dumb to think that on, on the clock day every year that these prospects get brought up because that's just the day that they all actually get ready? No, we know why. So him saying it out loud doesn't bother me.
2: Oh, and as a team, it makes sense. Yes. Uh, unless you desperately need the guy right away, it makes sense. At least to me. Uh, and I've always been for that. Now, I think there's some guys that you look at and say, okay, that this guy's ready right now. What are we waiting on? But if you're a team that's not going to be in the mix, what does it matter? And when the Astros were awful and George Springer was tooling around down there, wasn't going to make a difference for them. Yeah. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in, we'll be happy to take some phone calls, lots of other stuff to get to today. Um, the, uh, got a little rockets for you. So I guess they let Boogie Cousins go so he could sign with somebody else.
3: Why'd they guarantee his money for the year and I, then do like, I that? I not know. Make any sense. Uh, yeah, that
2: was, that's, that's the first time that they've done something recently where you go, what the hell? Um, that doesn't make any sense at all. But, uh, Apparently the Lakers are interested in a PJ Tucker trade. Okay. You can yeah. have him. Yeah. Warm bucket of spit, right? Yeah. You pretty um, much take yeah. anything. So
3: you got an equipment manager the Texans can use for a little while. <laughs> we'll take it.
2: About a team president. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a team president. Anything to keep Easterby from getting more power. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I obviously they haven't played in a few days because of, uh, COVID related issues. And, uh, Boy, by the way, every time I think, man, maybe UH isn't that good. Boy, did they, they put, come? Put they, a they come to play. They came to yeah. play yesterday, and, and it kind of made sense after because like when they were talking about it a little bit on the broadcast and how Kelvin Sampson was having to put water in his bathtub and stuff like that. You're like, man, why did they make them play that game last week? That really was stupid. And in retrospect, I should have bet against them with every dime I had. Yeah. But I kind of felt like they would bounce back yesterday. And it's not like Cincinnati's any great shakes, but they had one four in a row, granted, against a bunch of donkeys. They are playing better basketball. That was about as bad of an ass-kicking as you'll ever see. And it was funny because I'm i watching the game, and it's like 13-12. And, of course, the idiot mutts want to go out. So I take the mutts out for a walk, come back, and they're up 14. <laughs> it's like, damn, I missed all that. they yeah, put it on them. Yeah, and, and I, the, they did make a good point when those guys – play with pace, that creates more offense for them. I kind of hope they start doing that moving forward because they're not a great offensive team. They're pretty pedestrian. Uh, they need they need guys like Grimes and Sasser to, to go off in order for them to be able, I think, to compete with the better team, I mean, especially like watching Michigan-Ohio State yesterday. Oh, talking, boy, there's a, a high-level ball. Yeah, that was some really good basketball. But um, for them to, to play on that level... I mean, they've got to get more offense. Defensively and rebounding wise, I think they can. And, you know, maybe the way to do it is more transition and, and try to create more opportunities that way instead of uh, trying to beat a, a set off, a set defense.
3: Well, it also, I mean, it kind of helped that Cincinnati pretty early got down and then they just started chucking threes, which isn't a strength for them. And they missed a ton of them. Yeah, right? and that was
2: and and while they're doing that, that created transition, and that's why the offense was able to do what it did yesterday.
3: But when you get out rebounded by sixteen, seventeen boards, and you turn it over twice as much as the other team, th- this is what happens. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of this is yes, and UH what was great for them, I think, and I think will be great going forward is they got to have some players in that game get minutes that otherwise wouldn't have gotten minutes. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, the the kids in the last two minutes or so. Right. But I'm talking, like, guys who, you know, the seventh, eighth men who were actually able to play more than they would have otherwise. Uh, Cheney got
2: to play a lot and started, actually. And um, and I'll tell you what, man, Fabian White is going to be a nice little addition here for the stretch run. I think so, too. He, he looked a little tentative the other night, but it was his first game in a year. Uh, he looked really good sunday, so uh and, and I thought that,
3: they got good minutes out of mark. I thought they got yeah. good minutes out of uh out of shed so they they've they 've gotten uh from guys that you know it, are low in the rotation guys getting those guys minutes at this point and really resting the legs of guys like
2: grimes and sasser that 's yeah. a big deal Mark is an interesting guy i think i don 't think it 's going to be this year. Like every time I watch him play, I see the light really close to coming on with him. He's very physically talented.
3: he's as good of a rebounder as they have, and if he gets the minutes
2: and he's you know he's just very raw because he's a freshman, but you could just see uh every now and then there's that that little you know, like he'll take a shot where he's trying to do too much physically, and then the next time, time down he takes the right shot and the smart shot and you think you know what i, I he's about when he gets it, he's a guy that's going to go to. Ten to twelve points a game.
3: Yep, he's a, another solid rebounding guard, uh, a good free throw shooter, which is is big for them. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's he's going to be good. All right, and he may be the heir apparent to win Quentin Grimes leaves. Yeah, he becomes, which I assume he becomes is, that rebounding guard. I'm but, assume
2: that'll be this year because yeah. Grimes has come a long way, and I think he he's reestablished himself as one of those guys that um, you know because boy, when he first came from Kansas. That was a guy who was one of the top recruits in the country, and you watched him play at Kansas. You're like, "Eh." really, this guy? (laughs) And then you watch his first year at UH, like, "Eh." and now he's starting to to really look like the guy that they thought he was going to be. And I think part of that's the coaching staff is getting it out of him. Part of him, he's just developed, and maybe he was a little slower than a lot of these other guys. But I'd be surprised if he's back next year because uh, I I do think he will get drafted. All right, we are going to take a very quick break. We come back and we talk a little bit about that Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah. Sure. I, 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 uh, there were some comments being made by the uh, by by the at the guys at halftime that I, I want to get your response to as somebody who follows college basketball pretty religiously. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 975
0: 925. You are listening to the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The
2: Blitz. Late hits with Patrick Creighton tonight. Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad Gilmore at 9. So, uh, no reason for you to go anywhere. Just, uh, hang around and jam with us. Um... I wanted to ask you about that Ohio State-Michigan game because, I mean, that looked like... Obviously, i obviously been saying all along, Gonzaga-Baylor, clearly the two best teams. Yeah.
3: Michigan established themselves firmly as number three. Yeah, and and I, I think putting Michigan in a conversation with Baylor isn't out of line. Well,
2: and that's what I was going to get to is, is this... How big is the gap between Baylor and and Michigan? Well,
3: so, uh, going by Kimpom... Uh, Gonzaga's plus 38 and, and like 38 and a half. Okay. Um, Baylor is around plus 35 and then Michigan's plus plus thirty and a half. So they're basically saying the gap between Gonzaga and Baylor is the same as the gap between Baylor and Michigan. Where I have a problem is they're saying the gap between Michigan and Iowa, who's fourth is less than a point. And I, I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, and they, they, Ohio state dropped down to, to seventh in Kim Palm, which is surprising to me because they, there was, to me, there was no shame in that loss. They played no, really it's, well. Yeah,
2: it's not like, uh, not like they got their ass kicked,
3: but Michigan, I I've said all along, like I, I I've made it pretty clear. I think Gonzaga is going to win the championship. I, I just do. I think they're, they're better than everybody, but Michigan, if you're looking for a, a team and that's what basically everybody's looking for, who who's wanting to bet. Uh, you know, futures is a team that can beat Gonzaga or Baylor because no one wants to bet Gonzaga or Baylor because you, you won't get any money. Um, but they have a lot of the things that I look for. I mean, they've Isaiah livers has really turned into, I mean, a senior guy who's, who who's not making the mistakes that he used to make. He's turned into a real player. Franz Wagner has turned into a monster. Hunter Dickinson, they're big. A freshman is, I I think he's way better than I think anyone expected. Uh, And you could argue he's been one of the 10 or 12 best players in the country this year. So they've got a lot of the things that you look for. Um, They are, I think at this point I'm willing to say they're well coached. You know, Jawan Howard's figured out how to get the most out of his guys. Um, So I, I think that this is a pretty good team. And this is a—I say it like it's a big shock. Like this is a pretty good team. I, I think they are in the conversation for second best team. They—they they play hard defense. Uh, they, they do a good job of controlling tempo. They hit a lot of threes. They make their free throws. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, They're—they're kind of what you're looking for. Uh, they're very experienced, um, and, and they're big. So, and you, you saw Ohio State. You know who's been kind of reliant on on defense early in the season, and they probably they probably wished that they would have played Michigan earlier in the season because yeah. when it got into a shootout, Ohio State just wasn't going to be able to, to keep up with them. And Ohio State's really good, but they they just couldn't hold up to the the pace that uh, that they wanted to play at. And. I, I, like I said, I don't think there's any shame in Ohio State's performance. They're still very good, but just defensively, if they if they were playing at the level they were earlier this season, I would have given them a better chance. But Michigan's on a different level than these other Big Ten teams, and that's Iowa, Ohio State, and Illinois. And I'm, I I might have Illinois at the top of that group. Uh, I, I like Illinois more than most people do, but I think Michigan's established themselves as that. that's the team right there. If you're looking for the best team not named Gonzaga or Baylor, I think it's them.
2: Well, one of the things they said was that the Big Ten is the best conference. Not even close, and <laughs> it's it's not even. Now, close. a month ago, though, I think we would have made a case for the Big Twelve.
3: Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, because
2: at at the time, you had what three teams in the top fifteen? Yeah, uh, hey,
3: Texas was was playing. Texas hadn't won a meaningful game in a month.
2: Yeah, what? And and somebody on Twitch asked. Uh, what what's the deal with Texas isn't this kind of Texas every year under Shaka early on you're like oh my god these guys are good they top and they have a
3: lot of talent and they're just I mean they're they're taking bonehead shots down the stretch that's a tough loss against West Virginia they had chances to win it and didn't but in a year where you know West Virginia Texas Texas Tech and Kansas are all considered down well I don't know if Texas is down, but Texas is down from what we thought they might be. Well, what they were earlier like,
2: in the season. Yeah. For sure. A, a
3: month ago, people thought Texas was like a, a, maybe a final four team. Yeah. Nobody thinks that now, but the big 10 has between Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Purdue. Those are all top four seeds. And the crazy thing about Purdue is they're not losing anybody next year. Like, like, they're going to be back and just better. They've got a great freshman class, they're just going to be better. The Big 10 is is just a it's a different monster than any other conference this year. It's and it, it's not even really close.
2: 713-780 ESPN is your number 713-780-3776.
3: I guess maybe the the next the next best conference would maybe be the ACC because they've got a, like Virginia and Florida State are both pretty solid.
2: Hey, Duke's back. Duke beat Virginia. Duke beat Oof.
3: Virginia. Yeah. I don't think Duke's back. No, though. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I got if you talk, gun to head, I don't know who the next best conference is. I don't. I, there's not even a conference on the level of these guys, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, it, and it, it's interesting because I it, how, how fast things have changed though with some teams, like especially with the Big Twelve. I thought you know when when Texas got off to the start they did. You're like, all right, these guys, and they had some. You know, even their loss, like Villanova, that, that wasn't a bad loss. I mean, yeah. they had some really good games in there, and, and now you just look at them and go, eh, they look like a first one-and-out team again. Yep. And it, it makes you wonder what the hell's going on there with that program because he does have players. Yep. And it's just...
3: And he's still, I mean, listen, he's got a chance to make a run. I and mean, if yep. he makes a run, everybody forgets this midseason swoon. But uh, And that happens a lot, let's be sure. fair.
2: A lot of teams that start off great and then... We kind of forget about them because they have that stretch of the season where they lose three or four games, and they get the tournament. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember these guys were pretty good. It doesn't help Texas that right
3: now Baylor is so good Uh, because obviously Texas wants – like, Texas fancies themselves as – like, probably besides Kansas. Like, they think they should be the best basketball school, and they're not – I mean, they're not consistently that at all. And they're certainly not that right now, um, because of what Baylor's doing. But
2: when have they been that though? Years ago, like we're talking twenty years ago, like, like
3: TJ Ford. Ford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Kevin Durant for yeah, yeah. a year. They, they were in that conversation, but yeah, consistently no. But they had they put so much into that program. They you know they've they've got they they went and spent money on a head coach. They they yeah. got a guy. The guy well, they always they spend
2: money on head coaches.
3: So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They're they're in a weird spot. The one thing that's helping them right now is that A and M is not good. Yeah. Uh, because if A and M was having a bunch of success with Buzz Williams, then the pressure would be higher on Texas, or be higher on Shaka Smart.
2: I wouldn't bet against Buzz long term.
3: I wouldn't either. Yeah. I believe it. I think Buzz is a great coach. It's just he doesn't have he doesn't have the players that he needs. No, yet. but
2: I, it, and it's always a bit of an adjustment when you come into a program like that. He'll get it built up. He's got to get his kind of guys in there. And once he does, I, I think they're going to be really good. But, uh, it, it is, it is interesting to me that, because you know, every time I get to that, yeah, you know what, this UT team might be pretty good. That's when they start losing close games and, and it's not like they get blown out. I mean, they, yeah. they just lose a bunch of close games and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Seven one three seven eight zero espn um. Banda Junior asked if the Rockets were to land in the top four of the lottery, who's the franchise players they could land? So like, who who are who are the guys that you think are going to be top four? It's funny because
3: I, I talked to a couple guys uh, about the guy that I'm I'm crazy about is Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga. I, I think he's just unbelievable, and a lot of these mock drafts have him going like fifth uh, or fourth. Uh, the the guy that everybody loves is Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, uh, he he looks like he's the Likely number one overall pick. And when you look at him physically next to Jalen Suggs, you see a guy who's like six, eight and a point guard and they go, you go, Ooh, but Suggs to me, and people don't realize Suggs was, uh, he was being recruited to Ohio state to play quarterback too. And he chose to go play ball at Gonzaga. Like this is a real tough, like an athlete and a tough dude. And I thought he broke his ankle, uh, like a month or two ago. He rolled it real bad. And I was like, "Oh great, Gonzaga's season screwed." <laughs> he was back the next day. I think he actually came back later in that game. Uh, the, then the other guy. That, well, there's another guy named uh, Jonathan Kaminga who's in the G League right now. I, I can't tell you that I've watched a lot of him. I, I haven't. I, I know he's like a uh, like sort of a, a a forward. He's a big guy, um, and and he's got some nice some nice skills. Looks kind of skinny to me. Uh, and then the other guys at the top, I think. Like Evan Mobley, who is the, the big from USC. Who's, he's very good, but how much use do you have for seven-footers in the NBA anymore? Like, yeah. It's it's not a priority, certainly. So there, there's guys like that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not great at picking out who the best pro prospects are, but I, if I had a chance to draft Jalen Suggs, I would not let him get away. I, I think he's just phenomenal. He's like six five point guard. He can move. He can shoot uh he's got just got great great vision and it may help that he plays with two other guys who are like all-american type talents and maybe i'm just being fooled by that but boy
2: he... yeah but every year there's somebody from duke that does that or somebody That's from true. kentucky it's, yeah. it's just because it's a different uniform uh or michigan state a lot of years all right um ask asking got any of those nhl picks for tonight i do not have any plays tonight i do have two games tomorrow i'm looking at i'm just waiting on starting goalies so you guys make sure you hit me up tomorrow all right, quick break. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5-925.
0: To answer that? To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. The Affordable Care Act continues to be a complex regulation, and employers must comply. Visit HRP.net for help.